Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. drink, 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 drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros. We got John Stites on the show. During Jared's birthday party in Los Angeles when we did the live show, John Stites was a stand-up comedian who came on afterwards and absolutely destroyed. And we said, hey, man, you've got to come on the show. Guy's fucking hilarious and super talented. Also runs Operation Comedy. So he's over, always overseas, um, entertaining the troops. And uh, goes over there. I think he just finished with Bill Burr. He was over there with Bill Burr. And um, man, dude, just just one of the best dudes ever on the planet. It was a fascinating interview. We got to sit down with him in Los Angeles. Uh, before that, though, before we jump into to John Stites' interview, I want to want to give you a quick reminder: the cruise is coming up. The Drinking Bros Cruise. Only a few seats left on that cruise, or beds. I don't know. I, I guess you're calling it beds. Even though you probably won't sleep. Go to drinkingbros.com. Uh, we're setting sail in September. Join us. Only a few seats left. Well, first, we got some sponsors with this whole shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, talking about blackriflecoffee.com. Put a little BRCC inside that body of yours. Man, everybody's signing up for the Coffee Club of the Month program. Um, Every, every day we get sent you know at least five photos of the boxes arriving at your doorstep. That's amazing. That Look, that's the best savings you're going to get. Drinking Bros 20 will get you 20% off. Highly recommend using it on the subscription of the month program. Gets delivered to your house the same date of every single month. They got K-Cups. They got bags. They got whole beans. Um, Evan Hafer's been doing a lot on his Instagram with those, those pour-overs, man. Uh, it's a whole new world for me and coffee. I'm a K-Cup guy, so I order the K-Cups. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Sign up. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS20 for 20% off. Next up, we've got GhostBed.com forward slash DRINKINGBROS. Man, these you guys have been singing their praises, man, uh, for, for their new 15% off discounts for all military and first responders again we know that 80 percent of our listeners are uh are military and first responders Ghostbed reached out and did this just for you guys um it's going to continue a lot of people are asking is this going to stay yes yes it's going to stay uh those guys are just cool as fuck man and they're trying to do the best they can uh as far as getting deals to everybody if you're a regular human like myself though you know, you can get uh, $100 off a classic mattress, $200 off a Ghost Lux mattress. They've got sheets, pillows. The pillows are almost as amazing as a mattress, man. I fucking love those pillows. And again, it just gets it's shipped to your house in a box. Boom, you're good to go. 36-month, no interest, pay-as-you-go program. No one is offering that for a mattress. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today and sign up. Sign up and get yourself a bed. I, th- I think you just sign up and that's it. Boom. Like you're in and you can start like an automatic payment system for, for 36 months. The, the beds are amazing, man. Uh, big fan of those guys. Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. If you need a, a new mattress in this life. Next up, we got bisonunion.com. Yeah. It's Bert Koontz's company. Hashtag Bert from TV. Man, I, I look. We wear this shit all the time, man. We wear their hats. Uh, I man, I th- I want to say I wear a Bison Union hat almost every show I do. 
I look, it's just cool designs for dudes, man. Um, I don't, I don't know how he does it. To, to be honest with you, you see Bert, and you're like, hey, he's always wearing Bison Union sh- shit, his own gear, and you're like, ah, eh, looks like a fucking cool guy. How does he do it? Look, a lot of these designs for like Black Rifle Coffee and all that stuff are are actually from Bert Koontz. Um, so if you look at the Black Rifle hats and they kind of bleed in with Bison Union, boom, same thing. Uh, the, dude, Bison Union's also got a coffee, and the coffee is with Black Rifle Coffee. So if you go to BlackRifleCoffee.com, you know. They're, they're sharing designs, they're sharing packaging, they're sharing coffee, and uh, they're doing a lot of stuff together. But their apparel, man, for dudes, is, is some of the finest on the planet. Long sleeve, short sleeve, hoodies, uh, you name it. They got it. Belt buckles, boots. Just cool shit, man. We're wearing it all the time on our Instagrams. And speaking of which, you can go to at stjames, stjames, if you don't believe me. Look at me. I'm, I'm wearing this shit every day. Go to bisonunion.com. Support Burt Koontz, man. We love him. Type in the promo code Drinking Bros for twenty percent off. Uh, next up, we got ExpressVPN.com. They are back. Thank God they're back, man. Again, man, I had a I got a new computer, man, and I got fucking hacked. I forgot. You know, you whenever you get a new computer, you're like, oh, sweet. I, I forget what kind of programs I had on the old one. So I've got ExpressVPN on almost all of my computer products, right? It's, a, it's an app that just runs in the background, keeps all my data safe and my passwords and all that bullshit. In particular, man, I'm more worried about like my bank and Amazon and shit like that, to be real. Uh, I got a new computer. Got hacked. Forgot to put in the ExpressVPN. So I, like, when, they, when they hit me up and they were like, hey, we'd like to come back, I was like, fuck yeah. Let me use that promo code, dude. Uh, go to ExpressVPN forward slash Drinking Bros today. Promo code uh, Drinking Bros for 20% off. What it is, it's just a piece of software that runs, runs in the background. $7 a month for Drinking Bros. You get three months free if you sign up for a year. Again, best $7 you'll probably ever spend, to be real with you. Go to ExpressVPN slash Drinking Bros and uh, get on it. Get on it. Um, seriously, keeps your shit safe. Ladies and gentlemen, here's John Stites. That true? You've had hardcore hemorrhoids for 12 years? Yeah, I just refuse to go to the doctor. Why? I just, I, you know, I just ignore doctors and I just ignore pain. You only take shits like every four days, right? It, six, four to six. It's preserved meats and bread. That's how that works. Is that healthy? I like. What did you just call? I think it is. What would you call Budweiser right before the show started? It's but heavy probiotic. Yeah. This is a natural. Yeah. But heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. one really started calm. You know, it wasn't. It a, was. Uh, yeah. It was, wasn't. Wait a minute. We're gonna you, bring it up. You know why? You, you know why? Oh, I thought you were referring because to our guest is crazy. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Tell the people your name. Uh, John Stites. Yeah, you're goddamn right. Goddamn right. We met the other night. You hosted Jared's birthday bash in L.A. Do you remember any of that? Absolutely. Uh, he fucking destroyed. Yes, he did. You came up. I, I would say that's probably the hardest circumstance for a comedian to come on to. I hope you caught my lead in people. Though, when we were closing, did you catch that? Uh, no, I was too I, busy bringing up my own fucking mic stand. I yelled well, yeah. right as we were right, right as I we was were like, ending. Dog, I was literally digging in. This, I was going back to my open mic days. I was like, "Fuck, man, I'm walking up here cold, no mic stand. I got my fucking shit in my <laughs> this hand." This is showbiz, baby. I know, though. <laughs> I'm gonna, Absolutely, man. You know, I'm gonna be real with you. I, like I told Jared, because uh, how rowdy that crowd was. It was. I mean, and we, they were, were we were already getting fucking tossed and fucking rocked. Like I, every shot was a double. 
Fuck you guys. I gotta do a shot with you. I gotta do a shot. It's Jared's birthday. He hasn't taken a shit in four days. I want him to fucking shit in front of us. And then afterwards, when we had that crazy ass show, I told Jared, I was like, this guy's gonna bomb, dude. And I was like, not because of what you are as a comedian. Just because of the hecticness. That room was too much. They were loud as fuck. You rolled out, dude, slam that mic into the ground, and you go, I'm ready to do a, do a set, and you absolutely crushed. And I turned to Jared, and I was like, who's this motherfucker? Let's get him on the show. I did uh, I did black rooms on the road for five years, man, looking like a fucking neo-Nazi. So What's, what's getting, a oh, black room? Yeah, yeah, so black like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I, they would only book me with black headliners for five hours. And that's the hardest stand-up of anybody's period. life. Yes, yeah. because yeah, yeah, white yeah. people will do like the pleasant golf clap if they don't like something. Yeah. Fucking brothers, man, will tear your ass to shreds. Get off the stage, what idiot. What the fuck, motherfucker? And you're yeah. just like, Jesus. It's like the first fucking three minutes of saving Private Ryan. You're just like, fucking, just, <laughs> yeah. just fucking dig in. Uh, yeah, dodge the 40s. Yeah, dodge the 40s. <laughs> Get those first couple punchlines in. Establish and I'll bring the beachhead. I'll a bring them cobras I'll, head I'll, your I'll way. Bring him, I'll bring them around. Yeah, he looked MAGA, but he all right, man. I just need to hear that motherfucker out. You're like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that, that was a blast, dude. That was that was not an easy room, dude. No, nah, but you know what, man? It. If you don't, if you can't handle that shit, go do improv, man. That's why stand ups are what they are, man. Go yeah. to, go to the fucking groundlings, and I'm not shitting on them. That's fine, but it brought me back to what appealed to me about comedy in the first place, man. Is it's almost like because I'm a combative person by nature, and there's almost like a combat, you know, uh, oratory. It. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's just fun, man. It's just every night getting up in front of fucking four hundred drunk assholes. That that that's a great segue for a question that I already wanted to ask. What is like the most combative or heckler person you've had in the crowd? Where you're just like, I'm uh, gonna put this fucking mic down and knock you the fuck out. Easy bachelorette parties. Ask any stand up comic. You punch a woman. Wait, bachelorette parties. <laughs> you punch bachelor a woman. Which is which? Wait. Huh? Bachelor parties or bachelor is a dude's party. Bachelorette chicks. is chicks. Okay, bachelor. Yeah, whichever one's okay. a big load of fucking entitled, you know, very dicks, often. The dick straws, uh, dick, dick yes, cups. A giant yes. sash that yes. says yeah, yeah, yeah. bride to yes. be. Spend their Seriously. whole life fucking running away from dicks and then on one well, night now they're the surrounded by them. the people you've ever encountered. Absolutely. It's a fucking bachelorette party. Absolutely. Now and put a stand-up comedian yay. in front of it. And of course Becky knows how to make the show better. Yeah. And then and you can't win, man, because if you go because if you because if you go in on him, it's oh he's a fucking asshole. He's just they're just trying to have fun. It's girls' night out. But if you do nothing, fucking show. they sense that weakness like a pack of hyenas, man, and they just they'll hijack the whole shit, man. I'm telling you, ask any stand-up comic. Yeah, yeah. but you had You're a the worst. great I mean, you you know from years of doing this how to disarm a heckler, and you did yes. it at the show. Yeah. That motherfucker said something, you go, You think you you think you got something to make this joke better, bitch? I yeah. remember because he did like I was half joking about him looking like a school shooter, but that dude for sure had a manifesto or at least had Googled the word recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Those glasses yep. and he was in the front going, Me, me. No. And I was just like, Man, he, dude, that don't raise your hand at a right. motherfucker had eight pages written somewhere, dude, that we don't for know sure. about. Yeah. For sure. And Hands like down. I'm not a I'm not a badass, but I'm a pretty, I'm a bald, tattooed, biker, 45. Like, I'm an aggressive dude. We had to For fucking you to kick a dude out of your fucking Bill Burr show. Yeah. Remember? Well, do you know <laughs> Me, what, you, Chase. Did, did you guys even hear what wound up happening? No. The guy no, who flashed a gun and the cops came. And, oh, no shit. Yeah, oh, man. Shit. One of, uh, and we know it ain't connected to you. It's one, your, your fucking crowd was amazing, man. I had so much fun partying with oh, y'all. wait, this was after our thing. I yeah. thought you were talking about Bill Burr. Oh, yeah. shit, really? One of, one of the guys in the crowd who loved you guys who kept going, shot, one of those motherfuckers. Well, we found him, we stayed after smoke cigars and play pool and he was in the fucking bathroom stall throwing up and 
Joe, who's our security guard and a member, he dude, he's 30 years retired LAPD. There's a reason we pay him. He's nice. He walks the guy out, even though the guy's lippy. I'm trying to make this as quick as possible, but no, we're we got, a podcast we got an hour. We got, got nothing cool. but time, bro. And then, so because you know we're being nice to him, there's about six of us hammer drunk. We could just beat the fuck out of the guy and put him behind a dumpster, but we didn't. Trying to be nice, guy immediately knocks after we put him out. Like ten minutes later, I go. Through the door, because I'm drunk too. I go, man, you got to go home, dude. I can't let you back in or we're responsible for you. And this is what he hit me with. He goes, I got a shit. Yeah. What guy doesn't let a guy? I go, yeah. man, all right. Like, he, there's nothing else he could have said other than that. And I was just like, like come yeah, on, man. I feel you, bro. Come you on. got a shit. Yeah, I get it. Then he threw up it. all over the place, pin, pinballing back and forth. Hours he goes in his car. He wants his keys, the whole thing. Man, at the end, he flashed a gun and, you know. On purpose? Oh, yeah. Yeah, pulled a gun on Mike's our commander. And Mike's a Marine, and he's a Mike's no punk, man. I mean, he's politically, you know, calm and an older guy. But if you fucking piss him off, man, he'll he'll bash your face in. And this dude just back, 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 kept at him. And finally, Mike was like, man, if you don't get the fuck out of here, I'm going to crack your fucking face open. The dude pulled a gun on him. And Mike was just like, shut the door, called the cops, and... Shit. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Wow. What kind of parties are you guys hosting over here? Man, huh? hey. shit got wild. We were, it we did, man. Done. Hey, we and I got to give it up to you guys, man. When you first told me, when you were like, hey, we're going to do it, because you know, I've listened to you guys before, but everyone comes out to LA and they've always got these big ideas. No one does shit. And people who have draws and followings in other places will come here just thinking that's going to transfer over. And the level of competition for shows out here, people just don't come out to shit. So when you were like, man, we're going to have a great crowd, I was like, on a weekday. A Wednesday? A Wednesday, yeah. and it was just like a day or two before y'all really started promoing. And I'll be honest, man, I told Lee, and I was like, we're going to see. But I was like, I've seen the way these people drink. If we can get six of these fucking Vikings, that's like 15 regular people. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're so, two people. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's right. what I told so him, man. So we'll do a good night on the bar. Oh, it was it was mind-blowing. I'm sure. It was mind-blowing. <laughs> like, and sure I fucking told them. bar tab was the, the highest Ooh. they've had there ever. In, well, yeah. I mean, for just, for, I mean there was a good joke and I'll everybody say this, was going the longest, hard. The longest thing I could remember was 30 years back. And other than like big events where we've brought in like Bill Burr or like a band or something, for just sure, a sure. regular night, that was by far the biggest, by a... By a shit that anyone could remember. So fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every, guys, every live event we've done, that's the same thing. I mean, I remember we did one in North Carolina, and within three hours of being there, I was like, I'll take a shot of Jameson. Like, we're sold out of Jameson. I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah. They went through like fucking 15 bottles of Jameson in two or three hours. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, and the, 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 and again, man, I'm not just on here to suck y'all's dick, but, you know, these do, the, the, these are truths that need to be said. Normally, it sucks following a podcast. It yeah, just yeah, normally for sure. sucks. For sure. In fact, I normally wouldn't do it. But you guys are really fucking funny. You're, and I'd never seen you live, and you never know how that shit's going to translate. Your beats and your cadence and the way you guys run a show is actually quite, quite avant-garde, man. I mean, you guys absolutely know what the fuck you're doing live. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know how to make that transition from one world to the next. Well, I mean, it, it helped because I got my start in stand-up comedy. So from 16 to 23, 24 is when I quit. Um, so I, I, all the rooms that you've done, you know, probably in, in the United States, like I, I've done most of them and it's like, all right, cool. You, you start to get a rhythm. So we beat off in the same condo. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did an all black club too once and it's Ooh. fucking ruthless. Um, I was 16 years old, but I did impressions. Jesus. I was, I, I did impressions and shit and I went into oh. an, an open mic night and you know, I had a fake ID and they were like, "Cool, we'll let we'll let you in," and because they they didn't give a fuck if I lived or died in that motherfucker. Nope. And um, and I'm in Atlanta, 
Oh, so it's God like, damn, dude. Dude. So, and I, I did, <laughs> and at the time, and, dude, I couldn't do this impression now, but like, it was Michael Jackson, Prince, and then I closed with Martin Luther King Jr. You could with a black crowd. It, it, it absolutely destroyed because it was killed. a white kid or whatever, I, yep. and I won. It was like $300, right? So at the end of the night, the guy, the club owner walks me out, and he goes, hey, man, that was incredible. Don't ever come back here. <laughs> And I was like, why? I don't understand what I want. And he goes, well, one, I know you're underage. And I was like, all right, well, why did you let, why did you let me come in and perform? And he goes, because if, if you bombed, it's great for the crowd. Right. If you killed, it's great for the crowd. It's awesome. And I was like, all right, great. Then what's, what's two? And he goes, you just took somebody's fucking rent. And that's when it resonated with me when I was like, oh, fuck. You're yeah. right. Most of these comics are coming in doing rent and, and all this other shit. Yep. But that's why you have to be so great. Yes. Somebody like you, where it's just like, all right, rad. But I know those crowds. I know those people. You know how fucked up they get. The hecklers are the goddamn worst. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I find that the best stand... You know, I'll be honest, man. If you ask me... Because I, I can do stand-up in Spanish, so I do a lot of Latin rooms. Um, I do, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Is the beats not different because of the inflection of the words? Jokes are you fluent are, in Spanish? Yeah, I was a Spanish professor for four years. Oh shit, damn! That's a show cool him, fact. show him, show him some of the jokes. They, you, you were a linguistics guy, before yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah before yeah, yeah. I discovered stand up in the military. No, no. Um, I actually I took the D lab. I crushed the D. This is a true story. I'll make quick. Uh, I don't. I, no, actually, we have all day. Crushed the D lab. Went home, thought about it for ten minutes. I was eighteen because my dad speaks seven languages. My mom spoke four. It's sort of a family thing. Um, I don't even really have to work at it. So it's not like I'm some fucking genius. Um, but came back, the recruiter was gone that had talked to me about Monterey in five years, and it was right. going to be Turkish and Mandarin. That Once you take that test, I thought it was a test that was going to judge how well I knew Spanish. You listen to a gibberish language, they give you f- phonetic linguistic rules, and you have to translate. You put headphones on. It was fucking bizarre. So I literally walked out. I was like, well, I bombed that fucking thing. And they were like, you tested into like the 98th percentile. So the government knows how to give someone a test to figure out how well you acquire languages. Interesting. Came back, and the fucking infantry recruiter saw my 18-year-old ass and was just like, <laughs> You want to kill people, yeah. son? Started in on me. He's like, well, what? I hear, I hear the ta- your wrist work? He goes, I hear they're talking about Monterey. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, but five years. Because you could do two years and 16 weeks back in the Clinton years when I was in, in the peacetime, if you right. chose combat arms. He's like, dude, two years, 16 weeks, you're out. He goes, let me show you this Airborne Ranger video. <laughs> that was a wrap. What'd you do in the military? Infantry. Mortars. Really? Fuck yeah, that's yeah. awesome. No, it 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 I it was I, I swept a yeah, lot you come, of you come in as uh, like is that eleven Charlie, get, yeah, yeah, 11 Charlie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they yeah. say it's like I because I was smart for a mortarman, which is like having the biggest dick in China. That really doesn't, yeah. you know. It's exactly. like you're still surrounded by. I was eleven Bravo, bro, so I get it. Oh well, see, because I went through. I'm sorry, man. I keep cutting no, you no, off, I was, dude. I was eleven series too, but I took the I took that D lab. Oh, you did? Like, yeah, because I speak. I, was, I went to Thai, and uh, you so talk my, Thai. Oh, I do, yeah. I've never met anyone. <laughs> I've never had tie. him order Thai when you're at a. Thai I've never event. met anyone else who's taken the D lab in my life ever. That's well, yeah, that's fucking was, awesome. When he was a Green Beret, when he went through Special Forces, or that's what he learned was Thai. Legion, yeah, yeah. no shit. Thailand. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah we ne- we've thai. never had Thai before. What's that? We've never had Thai. So I, I, we've never had Thai, man. We should, we should, I can we should break Thai together. But that, but that fucking test was actually really fucking fun. I remember going into this thing. I'm like, this is fucking crazy, because it is. It's just gibberish. It's just fucking crazy ass shit. And they they <laughs> yes. literally throw you all the rules, and you got to learn all the rules. And then they take, then you get take it to fucking test. And I'm like, 
dude, I could do this once a month. This is fucking fun as hell. Really? Like, you're give me all this fucking weird ass bullshit. Yeah. Doesn't mean a thing. Doesn't mean a thing. And then you're going to test me on it for like a fucking hour. <laughs> you like 15 minutes, and there's like an hour long test. I'm like, how the fuck are you supposed to learn this language? Wow. And, yeah. But it's super fun. And uh, it's one of those things where you talk to somebody else who's done it, and they're like, oh, fuck a D lab. I'm like, dude, I had a great time. This shit was awesome. It was really amazing, and then it, yeah. it wasn't until many years later until I went to grad school and started studying, you know, methodology and all the sorts of things of linguistics. I was like, "Oh fuck! Of course, of course, the American government knows how to administer a test to figure yeah. out if you can." That's but crazy. I, I got sidetracked. What I was going to say was, um, what I love about black rooms, and I found this man, is that people who have pain in their past. So if you asked me right now, the, in the Five years I've been out of the worst I've ever bombed or the sh- I, like the shittiest I've ever done is fucking Orange County, Orange County, California. Really? Where you've got rich white kids. I can see that. Dude, that was the worst night of my life. And there's I no black people. The there's no Mex- There's no black people. There's no Mexicans. And because they don't know any jokes that you're telling about people that everyone, if you've ever known a Mexican dude, this joke's fucking funny. They're offended because they don't even have the point of reference of knowing any people of color. To even know that clearly that's a, you know, I'm talking about a Mexican dude in a lowrider with burritos. Like, how do you not? And they're just like, Draw, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, is so, there anybody that's funny in Orange County? Is that though? something on the stock and it's because, market? It's, it's because yeah. it's people. That's why I love Jews and Mexicans and black people, man. Because if you got some horror in your past, so the thing about black rooms is, yes, the hecklers are brutal. But you can go places with a black room that you can't go with a white room. Because, and it's... Because they, I mean, obviously, it's a different life experience. It's a different life experience, man. Yeah. They know, and I, I do a bit about it. I'm like, that's why, that's why y'all don't fucking march every other day like we do. You save your marches because you know when they're needed. We come to you over Starbucks cups, and black people are like, yeah, nah, like I like it on Facebook, but we ain't marching. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> like, I know here in every three to five years in America, something's going to come up. We really need this motherfucker. Right. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's yeah. crazy. You never Dude. think about like just the, the room and how much that guides. But I mean, that's what Rogan said in Idaho. He was talking about how each city is so much different. Jokes he can pull in like the Midwest are yes. not jokes he can pull in California because he's got to be like, all right, everybody, this is a joke. Yeah. It, yeah. And what I like about him, man, um, I'll be honest, I didn't, when I moved out here, I'd never seen a stand up really. I wasn't, I didn't know a lot about him other than news radio. Um, he's a not only is he a monster stand-up comic, he's an incredible elder statesman for the craft because he yeah. has so much money and could be so lazy. He doesn't have to go to fucking Iowa. He does it because back in the day, what you would do is you would you you'd go to the comedy store or something in L.A. You'd get your twenty minutes down, and then you take that on the road across America. And of that twenty, you would only keep what works everywhere. If you want to write a really fucking good Jesus joke. Have one that crushes with the Jews in Miami and Middle America and Mormons and everywhere. Right. You throw everything else out. That's what that dude does. Like, he still say, stays true to that old school model of, I want to crush everywhere. I don't want to be this kind of comic or this kind of comic. Yeah, I, I, I'm, you were a stand-up guy, but like, I, I, when I look at that just form of entertainment, fuck, man. I, I hate it personally. I can be in front of a camera all day. I can act that kind of shit, but it's standing up and reading a room and then just having like the confidence to, to work through it. Fuck that. Here's where, yeah. And then here's where it ended for me is like, once I started doing movies, there was a, I had a bunch of friends who were still going back and forth. Right. So if they weren't shooting there, they'd go back and do stand up. But those, the nights where there's only 30 people in there, I couldn't get up for it anymore. And so I started to turn on the audience and just do weird shit that was only appealing to me. Very common. 
Very common and, thing. And I was just like, how much can I fuck with the crowd? Like the Darnell Dawkins Mouth Guitar Legend movie was based out of uh, there was I think it was twenty five people in a club, and I had, I had five minutes left in this set, and I was like, fuck all these people, fuck this shit. Yeah. Here's the Star Spangled Banner with my mouth, and then yeah. I did. <laughs> And it was like, but for five fucking minutes straight, I burned five minutes just doing that. And you know, man, if you just did one run, it wouldn't be that funny. But after about the third time, people, that's exactly would, what people so like, got the joke. They're like, this dude's out of his mind. So after like the second minute, it was like five people who got it. And they were like, oh, my God, this, this kid doesn't give a fuck, right? The third minute, like there was a couple people that walked out. The fourth and fifth, there was like 10 people who stood up and clapped. <laughs> And I got out of the parking lot, and I was just like, "Dude, what am, what am I doing? Like, yeah. if I'm just telling jokes for myself at this point, what, you have to really love it." Like Chappelle and those guys would come in to like the comedy store, like Tank Hook. I know he gets shit on a lot, but like, dude, if there was thirty or forty people in there, they would fucking still do two hours, yes, just to do it. And I'm like, man, how do you get up for that? Like Rogan really gets up for that yeah. shit, where you're just like, "There's nobody there," and that you still want to. Crush and destroy and do yeah. all this shit. What's the comedy store like? The layout, like how many people are typically there? Like, you know, I'll tell you, man. Um, I started producing shows there about two years ago, and the main room, which is the four hundred seater, had been dark for. And this this all goes back to Rogan, man. And not to turn this into a fucking Rogan dick suck. No, but which it, probably you know, happens we've been a lot. Of that people, online, a couple yeah, people yeah, you know what, man? Because motherfuckers don't understand the level of that dude's greatness. Yes, I don't listen to his podcast. I'm not his homie. I've just in LA in the comedy scene seen upfront repeatedly what the fuck this guy does, and he is the fucking dude in LA. Make yes. no mistake about it. Yep. It ain't CNN anymore. It ain't Johnny Carson. It ain't Oprah. Joe Rogan is the epitome of what media is, and it used to be for a comic, you get on Johnny Carson, you're set for the rest of your life. Now nobody gives a fuck about some split screen screaming match on. Some biased new, be like, man, I want to go on Rogan shit. I want to talk for three hours like yeah. an adult. I want to have a drink. I want to smoke a joint. I want to take a piss. I want to have a nuanced conversation. Um, and um, but just yeah, watching watching a guy like that, man. I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. Um, no, 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 no. I, was, I was talking about the store because I've heard so oh, much yeah, about yeah, yeah. this forever. Yes. Yeah, and you worked there, so it's not. It's not. That's very the one big. owned by Paul oh, Shore, right? It's, it's well, there's three rooms. Yes. Okay. So um, it's. You have the main room, which the comedy is probably store two, about two years ago. This is Polly Shore's place, right? Yeah, yeah well, his Mitzi mom's Shore, place, yeah. Mitzi. Yeah. yeah, about two years ago, the fucking comedy store exploded like an atom bomb because of Rogan. Not only Rogan's podcast, but all those guys who sort of spun off and became, you know, like the Burt Kreischers, the Tom Segura's. Yeah. All these guys were constantly suddenly talking about the comedy store right. and that all that additional. So the main room is a four hundred seater, right? Which is now sold out. They've added two shows now. Every single fucking night, the comedy Seriously? store. There's a line yeah. every single night, and now two weeks out, you can't get tickets. It, but so, it's, it's only wow. because of those guys. Yes. So it's it is. it's all it's like a tree of Rogan is what I call it, right? So Joe, because he loves it so much, loves fucking stand up so yeah, much. Yeah, he does. He was the one who was like, I want to do the comedy store because that was. That was like Jim Carrey. That was everybody back in well, the day. Well, they, they, they fucked him. They thought they could buffalo him with that Carlos Mencia shit. Right. That's what started it. Is, but it actually blew him up. Where it was mean, just like, like hey. What do, you, what do you mean what they thought they could buffalo him with the Carlos Well, it backfired. So what happened was is at the time, Carlos Mencia was an arena act because of that show yeah. he had. Yeah. And yeah. Everyone the loved Mind it. of Mencia. You remember that show? Is, yeah. Mind I of Mencia. I fucking hated that guy anyway. I, I never liked him right from the get-go. It's neither here nor there. Um, and again, this is all public knowledge. I'm not saying anything new. Um, 
But Rogan was going, hey, man, this guy's stealing everybody's jokes. Turns out he was, makes a whole scene. Uh, Rogan's... Rogan did had, he stand up in the audience? Yeah, and, and oh, no, no. You can't tell me, motherfucker, you're not yeah. stealing people's jokes. I mean, it was the most... every comedian. It was the most said. egregious and, that and, anyone and had ever seen. the crowd was with him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever seen this? And he, he ended up choking him out. Like oh yeah, that was there stage. a fight? Yes, and what? so but but here's so here's the other crazy part about this. This is all you can watch this. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. watch it online. But here's the other crazy part about this is Joe Rogan was the Fear Factor guy, right? That's so how on, I knew him. He was on Fear everybody. Factor. So yeah. after this Mencia thing happened, and they were like choking him out, they were like, "Yo, why didn't anybody stop him?" And they were then that's when it got out. He was in a mixed martial arts and was like a five degree black belt and all that other shit. And you were like, "Oh fuck!" Well, I didn't know that. So. It backfired in the way of it made Joe Rogan really fucking cool. And you were like, all right, shit. Not only was he calling yeah. people out, but now he's choking oh, people out. He's the a badass. one that stood up to Carlos Mencia back then. Yeah, because Carlos, hey, Carlos had so much juice. Fuck. Because yeah. so 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 yeah. Carlos had so much juice at the time. He was the he's next, on TV. He's, he's on TV. Show, he's the Mexican. Rehab. He's the hot Mexican so comic no dude, dude. Nobody back then would got fucking it. say okay. shit. So so Rogan, not only did the comedy store ban him, but his management company fired him. Yes. So <laughs> all these, yeah. yeah, and kept kept Carlos Mencia, and then flip flop a year later, Carlos is at the fucking Louisville Funny Bone for five hundred bucks a week, and fucking on a Rogan Tuesday exploded. Yeah, and all those people, and so literally that he, was he had a perfect storm at once, like with the podcast, his stand up. And then UFC started getting big. And yeah. he was the announcer for UFC. Yeah, he's John Madden of the next greatest yeah, sport yeah. of all yeah. time. It was the perfect storm yes. for his career at the same time. And it was like, all right, cool. But meanwhile, comics comics, like like him, you guys had already loved him. So it was, it was nothing yeah. new to you guys. It was just new to the rest of America. It, well, I'll be honest, man. Until five years ago, it was completely new to me. I mean, I did not. He was just, for whatever reason, he just wasn't on my radar, man. Right. And the first time I saw him... He was doing rooms that he didn't have to do. He was doing them because he wanted to get better. Yeah. So I'd see him at like the parlor on a Tuesday or, you know, doing a bar show or doing the, the belly room when there's 10 people in there. Like, I was like, this dude really gives a fuck about getting better. He's doing rooms he does not have to do. Sure. And unlike like you and me and certain guys who didn't have the, the, the discipline who would just snap, he would never take it. He would never break. He just knew like, this is part of the deal. Like I'm working on my new hour and I, I, yeah, my, my other thing was I was tired of getting bumped, and I'm sure this has happened to you a million times. Hey, man, that's why I started Operation Comedy. It's not I don't you know it's not just because I love the troops. It's because I was 35 when I got into stand up, went to one open mic and was like, "Fuck this! <laughs> this is really? not the way." Yeah, yeah. I was just you like, because you, you get bumped by fam- more famous people, and it's not like like yeah. I remember getting bumped by like Andrew Dice Clay, but it wasn't when Andrew Dice Clay was popular. It was right. about five years after, you know, Fort Fairlane and all that shit. Yeah. And you were like, dude, I'm I'm behind a guy who's still t- telling the same jokes. I could eat the corn out of a shit. And like tourists were just going, Crah. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you, dude. Uh, but he would do, he would come in and do an hour and a half. Yeah. So like Chappelle and Dane, Dane Cook would come in and do that too. Chappelle. He did a six, a six hour show one time. Yeah, he, he he walked into the comedy store and just said, "Fuck everybody, I'm doing six hours." The difference though is that, and this is a well known thing that guys like Dane and certain people use that as a specific target against certain people. Like he would literally call up the club and go, "Text me the lineup," and he'd see somebody he didn't like. Yep. And he'd go in specifically that night on that day to fuck that dude's headlining set and just yep. do an hour. Chappelle is indiscriminate. He's gonna come in and do whatever 
in any city he wants. Anywhere, and he's going to kill. Anywhere, yeah. anytime, anywhere. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. got that level of fucking myth. He's great, though. We watched the Chappelle show live. And, uh, it was amazing. Dude, he's, he's, he's fucking... Him. He was the coolest dude ever. Like, it was fucking fun. Yeah. He fucking drink beers with us for an hour. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's a, is he your top guy? You think he's the, he's the best in the game right now? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Um, I got here's my. I'll, I'll go first. I, okay. I got him at one. I got Bill Burr at two. Yeah, um, you know, I, I. Let me see how I say this. I mean, to me, the the greatest special of all time. It's not for debate. It's almost like Jimi Hendrix and Voodoo Child. I mean, it's Richard Pryor in Long Beach. I think pretty much anyone will say that. But Dave Chappelle's for what it's worth, which he filmed about ten years ago. Right. Yeah. Is is beyond anything. I mean, Richard Pryor's always going to be Pryor, but when I watch that special in my in my heart of hearts, I'm like, this is the funniest shit of all time. It depends on your era. Mine was Martin Lawrence. You so crazy, oh, dude, dude. The most underrated, forgotten about. Yes, that when that motherfucker, dude. I saw an interview with Chris Rock recently, and they he was recounting the hardest fucking people he'd ever had to follow, and he had two. Chris Rock in his whole fucking forty years, he said I had to follow on New Year's Eve. I had to follow Cedric the Entertainer in Oakland. Oh, good luck. And he said, and I had to follow. <laughs> and he said, I, and I had to follow, follow Martin Lawrence. Dude, Martin Lawrence, you're 90, so crazy. Was yes. just you remember that bit he had about fucking dude when I was in college and and fucking his buddy. Oh, when it, when a buddy he's smoking weed with his yeah, with, with his so buddy. you always had that good hair. Yeah, you, you always had that good hair. Indian hair. Like, Man, can I can I just fuck you? And yeah. it's his buddy just keep getting high with him the whole time. And as they keep smoking more weed and getting higher and higher, his buddy can I like, suck your dick? Can I just suck your dick, man? He's like, what? <laughs> he's like, dude, you're fucking high, man. He's like, nah, you don't understand, like. I think I should suck your dick. Like it's shit we talk about all the time. But Martin Lawrence was doing it ninety eight or whatever the Martin fuck Lawrence it was. Had, Martin Lawrence had that bit about crazy women and crazy men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who walked the guy who freaks out, he breaks they break up and you know, and she goes on puts puts on her fuck me pumps and she's like, Fuck 'em girl, fuck 'em. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck 'em girl. Not thinking this motherfucker's crazy. Ten minutes late, guess who walk in the club and they motherfucking pajamas with a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said to the bouncer, not There's now. So many, you can go through so that whole many. hour and yes. a half. And yes. it destroys. Yes. Um, but that that to me is is my all time favorite. I know everybody says prior, but that yeah. that one's my personal favorite. But it, I, it's probably just an age gap, you yeah. know, where it was like, all right, cool. I to me, I like precision, and I like that old school no fat, where your everything with your act is just no fat, no fat, nothing but joke. That Rodney Dangerfield, where we'd never seen somebody distill comedy down to not a single extraneous word not one you could transcribe his shit and be like there's literally not even a fucking adjective there, there's not an article you could take out and the joke still worked so bill burr's precision to me is n- unlike anything i've ever seen and i've worked with him a ton over the last couple of years i've got to see it up close yeah i mean he he's fucking mind-blowing man he really is he's he's just a genuinely funny dude in real life like yes. I, i've seen some of his videos did you see where he was at the rose bowl yeah, and that guy stood up in front of him, and he was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, and, and, but it was not a bit, not not anything. He was just sitting in the crowd, and he was like, "Why is there always one fucking person <laughs> at a game that just stands up the whole goddamn time?" And it, the guy standing up right in front of him, he doesn't know he's on camera, and then he catches it at the end on that guy's iPhone, and he goes, "Oh fuck, were you recording this?" True. Yeah, and I was like, I, "The guy's just 
hilarious all i mean all, all the time yeah and i know this sounds weird man but he's kind of a sage dude he's actually pretty wise and in fact uh in a bit of serendipity at school shooter boy i talked to him after our, your your show the guy who i was fucking with in the crowd when i was closing and he came up and he's like you work with bill burr and i'm like yeah he's done a couple operation comedy shows I'm like yeah i kind of know him and he goes uh he goes you know i used to do stand-up and i met him in boston like 20 years ago and even he was just he, make a long story a little bit longer he basically asked bill for advice and i was like what'd he say and i swear to god the dude goes he told me he goes write down five minutes you think is funny and get up and if people laugh keep telling jokes and if they don't laugh keep telling fucking jokes and just walked away you talk about some no fat dope bump, <laughs> like that's yeah. that is succinct to the fucking point not a wasted word so you could almost like 20 years ago that ginger fuck same duty is now just that's yeah. great. I think he's the best I've ever I've ever ever seen. Yeah, I look, those those are the top two for me. Uh what do you think about Louis CK? Um you know, and this is pre I, pre-jacking off on people. No, that doesn't affect anything about what I think of an artist, man. I mean, it's like DL Hughley said when they're like, How do you square watching the Cosby show? He's like, Dr. Huxville didn't rape nobody. That's very true. Like, I'm sorry if you're too stupid to have a nuanced conversation with your kid about the difference between an art, an artist's art, and the person. Um, so it really yeah, didn't. Michael Jackson. Wait. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what we were yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, he did. Totally. Yeah, he did. No, no, no. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a great point, yeah. man. Like, if you're gonna fuck kids, you have to be undeniable. You cannot yeah. write Return of the Mac. You got to write Thriller. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. You like, got to be. You change an entire generation. Yes. Like format of their music. Yes. We can still listen to your. I mean, you, you. Yeah. Now you fuck kids. You're a piece of shit. You should fucking rot in hell. Totally. I'm still gonna listen to Thriller when it comes on the radio. I mean, do you remember? I'm still gonna listen to it. Yeah. We were uh, we were out in uh, Utah with Jack and Ozzy Osbourne, and Ozzy was telling us about how they got kind of trumped uh, when their record was getting cut when Thriller came out because he was telling us that every factory that cut records. Yeah. Was cutting Thriller records for six, seven months. This dude's bumping Ozzy get, Osbourne. You couldn't yeah. get your fucking at record a level out. that he's could get fucking record cut. Bought every fucking every fucking cutting yeah. place was just cutting Thriller records. That's, bought the rights. Great to the, Ozzy impression, by the way. Yeah, it it's is really actually, good. It's actually it's really good. I think they're just hammered. It no, it's really yeah, good. Hey man, good. I didn't know. I didn't know you could. And I didn't know you could fucking sing and play piano like you do. I didn't. I, can yeah. I? Listen, man. Yeah. Like just the You're same. You're really as, good. Listen, you listen, man. Just the same as when I started doing stand up in Spanish. I'm the only white dude in the country that can do that. When I walked in, there were a bunch of people standing, and my first thought was panic because I thought, oh fuck, why is somebody doing karaoke? I was like, did some fucking one of our Korea guys who's nuts get up and just go fuck it? <laughs> so back, hold on, back to the comedies, the, the comedians, right? Yes. So mm -hmm. Hedberg, uh, yeah, Mitch. the best. Hold on. Like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dispute this. I'm gonna dispute it openly right now, which is I think he is idolized because he's dead. And I'm just gonna say it. He was great, but I don't think that he he owns like the greatest of all time. I 100 percent agree with it. I do I I do not agree with that because I've heard it multiple times. I'm like whoa 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 back the fucking train up, dude. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have yeah. enough he to, uh, to hold. But that. the thing that is, is like, there, I've know, heard this. By a lot of fucking people, I've heard it, like Hedberg, Hedberg. I'm like, fuck, man. Dude, he, he doesn't even fucking line up, man. Like, prior, he's not even on the same fucking list. No. He's but, not even in the but top this ten. Is, this is what I find so fascinating about comedy, man, and everything I've done in my life, eventually within three to 
five years, I lost interest in it. Teaching, sales, whatever. I've been in comedy 10 years now. I find it fucking fascinating because if you like rock and roll, you get five friends together, five good friends. Like, if I asked you four, if you like rock and roll, you pretty much like Led Zeppelin, Alice in Chains. Like, you're pretty much across the board rock and roll. What makes people laugh is so fucking unique and different. Seinfeld, man, I don't get it. And Family Guy, there's shit where I've tried again and again, where I'm literally just being like, because I know I'm the issue. Because right. everyone I know that I respect says this show is the greatest thing ever. Right. Um, so, but I'm with you, man. I watch Hedberg and I'm just like, I, and then watch Pryor. But yeah. there's certain people that it's look. It's it's a subjective art it form. It sure is, but I. But think I'm, he, I'm I'm with you in this, man. <laughs> no, no, I, no. It I sure is. Hedberg didn't have him. that much of a run. What are you talking? Five years? Well, that's the other thing. Is yes. you could clearly see the beginning of somebody. And he who, had his a unique with twenty style, more years. Would no have one's been, ever yeah. tried. I think, I think yeah. it's like a Kurt Cobain type of fact. Yes. Yeah. Fair. I think it's a Kurt Cobain type of fact, which is go out on top. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, I'm going out. I'm 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 going to own this spot. And it's like Cobain wasn't a good musician. He really wasn't like no, my his, his, the bassist kind of, of that start, band. Yeah, grunge and grunge. The bassist of that band was, is a good friend of mine. That guy was a fucking musician. Asshole. Listen to what he's saying. Musician. Have you ever looked visually looked at the lyrics? It smells like Teen Spirit. And listen, you're like what? This is smells fuck? like Teen Spirit was like could have been written by a fucking ten year old. This is what I know though of my entire life, and my bands are Tool, Rush, Zeppelin, Metallica, and my entire life for whatever reason. I remember the day, the time of that song, seeing yes. it on MTV for the first time, and it shifted my. I mean, I'm not making that up, man. Something same. about I, same. I, I do, but and but I, I watch those cheerleaders, you, yeah. and the cheerleaders with the anarchy yeah, dancing, yeah. and, and at, at that grunge, that perfect time at 16 year old me was just like. Yeah. But it was what because the? it was different. It hit at the right time. You were just at the end of yes. hair bands. Oh like, god! And Hayden, I, like Molly I couldn't Crew do, was going couldn't do down. Any more faster pussycat. I'm gonna shoot yes. up a bed. And back then it and was beyond. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, all that I shit. Fucking, I love yes. the fact. Like he, this is what I like, man. He's from Aberdeen, like out in the middle of fucking nowhere, Washington. It was a bunch of fucking poor kids that fucking Aberdeen, literally I love that. You used to came, play paintball there. What's that? I used to play paintball. Yeah, in man. Aberdeen. Like they came out of the fucking garage. It's like they built that shit totally on their on their own accord, playing fucking playing. In the Seattle area, it wasn't like they were caught up in the fucking shit. It was like, no, they established the template. Right. The and leaders. brought America fucking to fucking Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, if you're lining that, that's, that whole circuit up, I got Pearl Jam at one during that era over sure, them. But I would say this, which is Pearl Jam moved from California to Seattle because of the fucking music. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They brought the entire I, scene. You guys just digressed from arguing comedians and just comparing them to a band and now arguing bands. That's why I like yeah, this yeah, show. Yeah. I'll tell you this, <laughs> though. That's why I like this show. Yeah. I'll, tell you, yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this, though, man. Um, have you ever seen Pearl Jam live? Yes. Okay, yes. I had not until 10 years ago. I went to see him in New Zealand. In Australia, I saw three shows. The girl I went with was a Pearl Jam fanatic and was following him. How long? How long did they play? Oh, dude, like three hours. And I, I, and, one of the, I went and, once. It was four hours. And I listened to four ten. Fucking hours. I listened to ten, like everyone in the nineties. And the second one, animal, you know, with Animal and Daughter, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of listened, but I hadn't really, you know, I just kind of listened to a song every now and again. I'd never seen them live. They are fucking amazing. amazing. Oh, they're incredible. They are an amazing. arena yeah. act. Killing. Seen him in Boise. I've seen him in Missoula. They are seen him at they're, they're one of my all time. One of the best yep. live yep. shows I've oh, ever dude. fucking seen, dude. I mean, that yep. guy. They murder, dude. If, and if he's Soundgarden, fucking live, blew my mind. I wasn't yeah. even on. I wasn't uh. on drugs. 
It was like sober. It was in the gorge in Washington, which is the gorge is fucking incredible if you've ever been there. It yeah. overlooks this fucking river valley. And I'm not like I'm not exaggerating this shit, but like Chris Cornell came out and the wind was just right <laughs> and he opened up just fucking wailing and he like opens his shirt up and the wind's fucking carrying around. I'm sitting there going, I should be on drugs. Yeah. Am I on drugs? Yeah. I don't know. But this shit is fucking insane good. <laughs> yeah. For what crazy. Re- and for whatever reason, man, I'm 45. I've seen a lot of people come and go. But for some reason, the back-to-back of Cornell and Tom Petty, man, I was just, I was fucking actually bummed, like real bummed, man. Like for a couple of days, I was just listening to all this shit. Because I think like 100 years from now, if you're playing fucking Skid Row at a light with your windows down, you're going to get laughed at. Like yeah. it, I'd still like it, but what a, yeah. Chris Cornell shit, is literally timeless. I mean, that guy, the, the, the way he wrote his lyrics, that voice, that guy is so, fucking one in a million. Him and Lane Staley both are my guys. Fuck yeah. Those so two So little dudes. known fact, a good, a good friend of mine was the bassist for Nirvana and Soundgarden, then he became a Green Beret. His name is Jason Everman. Jason yeah. Everman. Jason Everman. I didn't know that. And, no yeah, yeah. shit? Yeah, yeah. Silence the Light is the band that he's in now with a bunch of former soft guys, former Delta Force dude, a bunch of these other dudes. How am I just hearing of this? Dude, the guy's fucking epic, man. He's like a fucking epic character in American history, like music history and history. You should get him on the fucking show. Ah, It's hard to to pin down. (laughs) He does other things now. He's he's cruising around the world and stuff. What, 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 you want to elaborate? What no, they, no, he's, no, he's in a no, band. He's, he's like, he's down in Chile, like trying <laughs> no. to be. A, he's he's like down the best in Chile. Thing I've ever heard. Going fucking, the least word spoken. Yeah, ever on, on that a one. Or, today. No, hey, we don't. Actually, hey, you know what? We can't talk about it. That's just what Ooh. it is. Yeah, and you know what? Good for you guys. We'll delete. We'll delete that piece. We can't talk. Good for you guys for keeping it. Hey, good for you guys for keeping it old school. What's fucking some shit stays in the locker room? Yeah, man. that's great. I, but I didn't know what it was, and I thought it was a game of like, oh hey, no, no, we're no, just no, not no. telling you. Because I, I knew when he said nope, I was like, I am moving on. <laughs> I'm so talking about there. Cool. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Epic Silence of Lights. Exactly. Band. It's epic. Like the guys are fucking rad. Audio Slave. Fucking insanity, dude. One of the yeah. that band, unbelievable, man. Yeah. I mean, I was really bummed when that guy went, man. I was like, we really lost an actual artist instead of just one of these singers or whatever, man. That guy was fucking transcendent. It's like murder in my mind. We're still gonna be playing that in thirty years, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know? that's it's iconic. Yeah. You don't just murder somebody and then get caught. Well, I, he did just bring up a pretty good point that I don't think I've ever thought about until now. Is we're in this age. If we don't face some crazy nuclear fucking holocaust at some point, all this media will be available a hundred years from now. Yeah, and that's weird because we can't go and get. I mean, you can you can get a rough song of maybe some classical stuff or something a hundred two hundred years ago right now. Right, but. But think of the catalog a hundred years from now. Yeah, but that I, you have to choose from. Here's what, here's, and then what builds in a hundred yeah, years, years ago, worth get, of yeah. music? I when think the, I think music lives. I don't know if movies do because uh, I don't go back and watch old shit from like the forties and fifties, like movie wise. Some people I've gone do. back. As some far people as do, yeah. right? But like some people learn to fucking yeah. But watch some Charlie, Charlie Chaplin, Chaplin bro. Oh, no, no, hundred percent. But I, cheers. I just I can't get down on it. And like a lot of those old school movies are like Bogart. And like I'll get m- crushed for this actor wise. But like that style of acting was so stilted and fake. And you could see the marks on the thing and the way they talk to people. I don't like, understand why they. I can't go back watch and watch either. it. I can't either. 
Um, and but music lasts forever. Like I mean, shit. I, like Charlie no Chaplin is different though because like that. No, I, 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 right? I get it. Like, I get that's the whole, different. I get the whole Charlie Chaplin thing. It's just not my personal. No, but like the Humphrey Bogart and that. Bullshit. I don't like Mister Bean either, and that's Jared's yeah, but favorite move movie. Move it forward though. Like will movies from you know ninety five and on Independence Day and things like that will those live a hundred years? I now? think Tarantino's yeah. movies will. Yep. The rest of them are being remade at such a rapid pace. Right. And when I talk to people about movies, they're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah," the, like the remake. Like Point Break. We had this conversation about Point Break because I'm doing this fucking thing for Swayze and his hair. And I, I said to, to somebody, hey, man, I'm doing this thing for Point Break. And they were like, oh, shit, man. I saw that in the movie theaters. And I was like, yeah, me too. And they were like, "Like it was like a year and a half ago it came out, right? And I was like, I had to think about it. And I was like, oh, yeah. fuck, they, they remade Point remake? Break. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. And so, Oh, fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah, so there, there's a whole generation of kids that are coming up that only Don't know the remakes. Yeah, like Aladdin's <laughs> coming out. Aladdin's <laughs> coming out. Lion King. They're not going to know the original oh, anymore right. because these are going to dominate now. Right. And it's like, all right, why would I go back and rewatch the first one? Yeah, but that becomes a pretty cool thing. Like if you if you think you watch an old movie and then realize that it was a remake from twenty, it's like, whoa! I want to I want to see that now. But kind of like going back to what Evan was saying about Kurt Cobain. Analogous to that would be like, I love westerns, but when I watch John Wayne, I'm like, this is the cheese dickest, cheese most awful, dick ridiculous. Shit. And not 10 years later, Clint Eastwood, everything that motherfucker has ever done with a six-shooter, I am in Dude. awe of. I still watch. It yeah. still holds yeah. up. Yep. It still is absolutely the outlaw Josie Wales. Yeah. At 12 when I saw it to 45 when I see it is just Dude, flawless. I'm a Green yeah. Beret. Right? I'm a Green Beret, and I was force-fed fucking Green Beret propaganda my adult life. I'll tell you right now, if you told me John Wayne or Clint Eastwood... Clint Eastwood any day of the week. Any day of the week, 100%. Any fucking day of the week. The original Ridiculous Six was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, man. I wish they didn't remake it because after I had seen that the first time, I always had this this fucking want to remake that movie with a soft team that accidentally found themselves back in time in that area like doing the same thing. Totally. Because it was such a cool concept. Oh, wait. You know, these six fucking gunfighters stumble into a town that needs help defending themselves. Yeah. Let's fuck some shit up. Clint Eastwood is is like, he's an actor. Yeah. Like, yes. He's an actor. And, and John and, Wayne. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's the way they talked, too. So, like, the way Clint Eastwood talked to people, like, hey, I'm going to fucking Dude. kill you. I believe it was going to kill me. With yeah. John Wayne, it was, is this a dagger I see before yeah, me? Shit. Get the fuck out of here, man. What the fuck? Get the fuck, <laughs> fuck out of here with that serious? stupid You're like shit. fat, old as fuck. You're not going to fucking totally invade. You're, you're not going to take a hatchet force <laughs> over the hill in Cambodia. You're fucking fat as fuck, motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here. Exactly. You're a colonel. You're going to lead a hatchet force? You look really <laughs> clean. <laughs> you just you just invaded Africa in a tank, and you're really fucking clean. You go back and walk into this room today. Dude, you go back. You go back and watch Whoa. High Plains. You will go back and watch High Plains Drifter, man. Within Dude. the first two minutes, Clint Eastwood has shot four people and raped a woman who enjoyed it so much that she came. If you go back and watch that, he full on rapes that woman, or his, I'm sorry, his character does. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, and literally, character. they wrote it to where the, the the gunslinger was such a dope pimp that she wound up loving it. Like that was that, that's insanity, dude. You right. could never even get away with even thinking of it's so liberating to be able to watch that shit where you're just like, man, that was a time when you could just fucking like art was just art, man. If a statue had titties, it's, it was a statue. It doesn't. What was, what was that? What, what was that? Uh, Clint Eastwood 
it was like a series of movies that he did with the ape. What was that? Oh, any which oh, way, uh, but any which yeah. 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 dude, those hold up. Right those hook, are, Clyde, yes. and then the those fucking yes. monkey would knock somebody out. Yes, <laughs> epic, man. Jerry Lee or yes. Jerry, or your boy from uh, Eastbound and Down. Eastbound Fuck, and Down, dude. loaded up and yeah. The dude yeah. who yeah. drove that semi—that's the guy who sang that song, right, dude. <laughs> Jerry, something. Fuck. Fuck, dude. Right hook, Clyde, yes, and then the fucking right. monkey yes. would knock him out, dude. Man, fucking good, man. Yeah, I mean, fucking. You know, there's certain things when you're fucking around on YouTube. That you're always going to watch it 100% of the time. And those last six minutes of The Unforgiven are just some of the most tension ridden, the most phenomenally. I mean, it's it's mind blowing to watch, man, still. Yeah. I, and out of this generation, I think Tarantino's movies will always hold up, right? Uh, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction oh, and all that dude. shit, like Hateful sure. Eight, all of it. Yes. I think Christopher Nolan's Hateful Inception. Eight? You, are you on that? Love Hateful like Eight. Eight. I'm a big fan of that. Um, I fucking fast. You didn't forward. like it. I, I fast forward through that shit like a, it was like twelve hours. I think right. Yeah, Wasn't yeah. Like oh, but the whole thing is, he's like our Cecil B. DeMille man. I'm just always going to support that guy because Pulp Fiction, my generation, was just yeah. But this the, guy's a fucking genius. The greatest thing about Tarantino was his ability to turn nothing but a conversation at a table into a fucking captivating scene. Yes, and yeah. like the tip eight proves that. Yes, we don't leave a yes. fucking house, and you're in a movie going, oh fuck, totally. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I loved it. But so if you don't like long run times, they just announced it today. The Avengers, the new Avengers movies, three clocking hours, in two minutes, three oh, for hours, fuck's two sake, minutes. How many more of these fucking comic book? Sixteen. Jesus uh, Christ. Sixteen. Uh, so uh, no, that's. Uh, Angelina Jolie just signed up for a Marvel movie tonight. Dude, but, what, that, those are the only movies being made in Hollywood. Dude, what I was going to say is, is you is, mentioned yeah. Aladdin and, uh, you know, you mentioned remakes. I was listening to Guy Ritchie, who's my, it's Guy Ritchie and Tarantino are the guys that yeah. anything they make, uh, I'm a Jared's Guy, guy. Ritchie. Anything yeah. they make, I'm already on board. I'm going to see it. I'm going to pay money. I'm not going to pirate it. I want to support you. I like that guy. He was on Rogan's podcast. He's doing Aladdin. And yeah, you know oh, yeah. why he's doing fucking like no Rogan? Listen, because it, it was. And what I love about listening to these podcasts, man, is you get inside baseball now. This used to be like knowledge that was kept in the, like the sanctum sanctorum. Now people know. And he goes, "Yeah, you want to know the dirty secret about Hollywood?" He goes, "If it's not a fucking remake that they can point to, because Rogan goes, what's your next English gangster film?'" And he goes, "Because they, they were talking about what do you do, uh, Beowulf or your ship, which 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 are fruity the Australia." Knights. The Knights. Yeah, uh, something like that. Your boy King loved Arthur. King Arthur, yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. the thing. Your, your like, boy from... I bought King Arthur just because it was the only new thing. And I hit play. I'm not paying attention to it. I'm on my phone or something. And I start hearing the movie going. And I'm like, wait wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> is this a Guy Ritchie movie? Totally. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I look it up. Oh, fuck it is. And now I'm like into it. Like, Cause over the, and it oh. was all just because of the editing and the, and the fucking dialogue. I'm like... No yep. fucking way! And but all it's those still movies, King he would Arthur, lo- though, lock, like. stock, and smoking barrels, layer cake. All those movies, those guys from that Snatch. generation, snap, dude. Everyone, if you hold a gun to their head, they have their top three movies. The older I've gotten, because because anyone can do five, three is fucking hard. When you have to kill those last two babies, and I'm telling you, man, Snatch has consistently. St- I, I could not live without that movie. The characters, the dialogue. So that's what Joe said. He's like, yo, when are you doing your next English gangster film? And he's like, uh, I'm doing Aladdin. And Joe's like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, I- I'm doing Aladdin. Because you can't get money anymore in fucking Hollywood. Yeah. If you can't point, that's... Ugh. Will Smith is playing the fucking genie, obviously. And it's just uh, like... Oh, is that real? I'm yeah. sorry, that was oh. Ralphing, not sucking a dick. I would Will prefer Smith, but, Sinbad be the genie, of course. Like, you know. 
Same. Because he's from yeah. Shazam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which <laughs> right? doesn't exist. It absolutely. does. No. It absolutely, absolutely does. Definitely does We're not exist. absolutely the same age. Like, there's no. no there is no Sinbad Shazam, Virginia, brother. Like, there was a Shazam. I don't Shazam. need to ask. No. I, know, I know when you graduate from high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you went yeah. to prom. There's no like, Shazam, we're, we're about the man. same. Yeah. It's hilarious, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that, but that, you're right. That's that's all that's happening, and that that's all that's left. Comedy is a different story. Yeah, I mean, look, Pryor's yeah. been dead for a while. His shit still dude. holds. They replay that all the time. Live oh from the Sunset Strip is on all the time. Oh. Um, and you know, Eddie that, Murphy's and, dude, delirious. Carlin, Pryor, Carlin, all those guys, and they dude. still replay that. And I'm gonna put Kenison on that list with yeah. uh, yes. Hedberg. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's a big fucking total line. Yeah. Man. It's a big line. Yeah. So when people throw out headbird, I'm like, ah, well, come on, and, man. And the other thing is, like, there's, there's, there's the people that came before you. There's people that, and you know, Ron White said this. I heard him say this. He said, "There's, there's bridge builders and there's bridge walkers." And he goes, "Like, I'm a bridge walker. Everyone else had built these bridges. When you look at those guys, Carlin and Pryor, there was no long form comedy before them. They wrote they. So when you factor that in, as much as I love Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I'm a Stevie Ray Vaughan fucking dude with a gun in my head to the I day that it. I die, I'm always gonna give Hendrix a little bit of a nod because he was fucking Hendrix. They, he was rewriting with a left handed electric guitar, just doing shit that was. And that's that's the thing about Pryor and Cosby and Carlin, man. Just so it's not just the material that holds up. When you think of that, you know, comedy used to be like your boy in uh, Goodfellas. Or, uh, you know, the, the, oh, wait, no, Scarface or Goodfellas. You look at the comics in both of those. And Scarface, he's got the costume on. He's the fucking dude with a lampshade on his head. Dirt, dirt, dirt. Yeah. I'm here. Take my wife. That's what comedy used to be. And then Pryor just introduced long form where it was just stories and storytelling. Yeah. Storytelling. He's a big Stevie Ray Vaughan guy. That's your dude. Oh, that guy. Who do you got? uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan versus Hendrix. I think it's the same point he was making. Steve Ray Vaughan, it's like as a guitar player, far more interested in the music. I'm not a huge Hendrix fan, but Hendrix pretty much started rock yeah. blues. He was he's the trendsetter for all totally. of that. So, and when you listen to like, so I didn't discover Richard Pryor till I was out of high school. My parents were square, man. They were they didn't listen to any of that shit. So I loved Delirious and Raw. I mean, that yeah, was yeah. what we all knew. And yeah. then once you discover Richard Pryor, you go. Oh fuck! That was all just Richard Pryor, and Eddie Murphy's yeah. been honest about it. Because yeah. what people don't understand is when he did Delirious, dude, he was nineteen fucking years old. Yeah, which is insane. You have no. There's a reason. There's no young. And this is why I think comedy is the hardest thing in the world. There are no successful young comics. Axl Rose and Guns N' Roses put together one of the most mind-blowing albums of all time with Appetite Destruction in their 20s. Yeah. Zeppelin was putting shit out at 20, 21. As a comic, comedy's fucking hard, man. That guy was doing arenas yeah. at 19. So, of course, when people shit on Eddie Murphy's, they're like, yeah, the jokes don't hold up. It's like, well, he was a fucking child, man. Not only that, but, like, dude, to, to your point about Pryor... Later on in his career, when he got the power, he ended up hiring Pryor for all of his shit. Yeah. And he said, this is the guy. This totally. is the best. This is my fucking mentor. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was, you know, mm. stealing from her or anything. He was, no, he was no, saying, no, no, hey. No, 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 and, yeah. and he's on record saying, look, man, I was a kid. I didn't know what to do. I, you know, I, that's why he's always talking about taking his shit and whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, that guy is, uh, Jesus Christ. He'll be back. He's doing a, a biopic for Netflix right now. I don't think so, man. No, Eddie Murphy. Oh. They're, they're already, they're, they've already shot it. So he's going to do stand up again. No, he's not doing stand up again. Oh, uh, but he's doing, he's starring in a movie where I mean he, that guy gets more offers than you know for years and years and years. He just chooses not to do shit. I think the most seismic shockwave that has gone through comedy in the last 
probably sense the lyrics would be if Eddie Murphy came back. Arsenio Hall did a drop-in at the store. I was at the Hollywood Improv. This is about a year and a half ago. I'll never forget this. A-list fucking comics everywhere. It's a Saturday night, so it's the best of the best. And literally something happened where you could see a ripple that looked like a fucking nuclear shockwave going through the room. Phones, people, this, that. Like, literally, you just watched the whole room, and it was because a rumor had just leaked. Eddie Murphy had come in with Arsenio Hall, and he was going to do five minutes. The, I mean, I've never... In Did the he f- do it? Huh? No. no. Just uh, the rumor set off what looked like... I mean, literally, you know those movies where the fucking atom yeah. bomb goes off? I mean, it, that's what it looked like, the room. It just went... That's the level of juice that dude has, man. So here's what I've heard. God, I hope he comes back. But no, he won't. I, here's what I've Fuck heard no, about Eddie not. Murphy. So they've all been up to his house, like everybody, Chappelle, Kevin Hart, all those guys have been up to his house, and I'm like, dude, you got to come back. And he's like, I can't. He's like, it's been too long, one. Yep. Two, I'm too famous that people will laugh at shitty jokes. So if, even if my shit sucks, they're still going to laugh. I'm not going to know it until the special airs. Right. And then, then I put out a garbage special. Well, and Why that, not walk off on a high note like Jordan and, you know, yeah, well, like for Jordan sure. should have. Yeah. And, then, uh, I, and I understand that. And he's talented as an actor, so he could keep starring in movies forever. Like, let all of that shit live where it used to live. Well, and, he's got to be close to 60 now, right? Where, where does he open mic? Like, the, going back Nowhere. to... With the cam, with the cell phone cameras and everything he says being picked apart a thousand ways. I don't ways. know, man. Like, like, so, did you guys watch the comedian? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. 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 Like, he didn't come back. I mean, that's not. That's actually not. Not. Not probably correct. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, he's still touring. He's still doing comedy. Like Seinfeld's still out there, fucking doing it, right? So it's like, hey, man, if you love doing something. And that's what you want to do. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it, right? Because you're rich. You don't give a fuck. But I don't you think don't, he loves it enough. Yeah, he doesn't. He's like Barry that, Sanders. The, it's just why not walk that away? I'm trying to make. Totally. Yes. He doesn't want to. So yeah, what, man. What the fuck, man? Who cares? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, you don't want to. Great, dude. Like, you got Same. it. Couldn't agree more, man. But yeah. if you want to come back, like, who gives a shit? That's, that's awesome. Go do what you want to do. Do as many shows as you want to do. Do them where you want to do them. Like, you can set your own fucking schedule. Make your own mark. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. And at the end of the day, the audience is going to go, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, but, awesome. yeah, but it's like he alluded to, man. The great thing about stand-up is it's the ultimate. Because you watch this shit all the time at the store. You watch famous people come in all the time wanting to masquerade Dude. as a stand-up. That's going to buy you about two to three minutes up front. Your fame is going to buy you two to three yeah, there's minutes. There's a new like, uh, yeah. Piven. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't... Yeah, I didn't say nothing. I I didn't, that's so hilarious. Though. Everybody that this went to his show, and <laughs> Jerry Pippen, one hundred percent. He and I have never talked fuck? about this. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. never. I no. it happens fucking, all the time. You know, a concept that I would love to fucking throw out is like, I think you should fucking pitch a show called Five Minutes, where you go get fucking dudes to just do five minutes of stand up, like random fucking dudes, and they go out to a fucking stage. And do five a you five a minute fucking limit? set. <laughs> it's like big ball fucking badass fucking dudes, and be like, "Hey man, why don't you do five minutes? But that's here, it, and that's what it's called." But here's why five that, minutes. Here's why that show would never work because people would think like it's going to be there's going to be hijinks and there's going to be this. The first time you do stand up, you're lucky if you're not stumbling and uh, 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 
Half the people just freak the fuck out and bail. Man, it's it's so like if you're talking about the first time someone does stand up. It I I still have the DVD of the first time I did stand up. I th- I threw up all I over the parking lot. I, I, I bombed so bad I threw up all over the parking lot. It's yeah. horrible. horrible. Stand up is hard as fuck. And like, I'll, you I'll never per- forget that feeling in my stomach. Never how forget bad it, it was <sighs> throwing up in the parking. Yeah, I mean even now it. It's the yeah, worst. Dude. It's the so fucking were worst. You, were you a teacher? You were a teacher, yeah. right? Before that. Yeah. Professor, teacher, yeah. right? Yeah. So did you have an unrealistic expectation based on the fact that you had been in front of a crowd speaking? Did you think that you were going to do okay? I'll tell you this, man. Um, I had taught for years. Um, I came from people who were in the academic field and lawyers. So I come yeah. from people who talk. And I come from a big Irish Catholic drunk family of storytellers. And like, not sound like a dick, man, but I've been one of the three or four funniest people in any room I've ever been in since I was four. I knew I could speak. I knew I was smart. I knew I traveled. I just knew that I knew I could do it. I had just baked in six months. I knew I didn't know how to write jokes or do it yet. But I was like, once I figured that out, because I was 35, man. Right. Once I had, and, and within two months, it had clicked and I figured out how to write jokes and I was on the road and opening. Like it came like a duck to fucking water, man. Did you wish you would have started younger? No. In fact, I'm so glad I didn't. Because you lack material. Not only did I lack material, man. The other thing about stand-up is nobody wants to be lectured by no fucking child on nothing. And stand-up, you know, there's your happy-go-lucky, beboppy people. But at the end of the day, stand-up is about one fucking dude who has the balls, who thinks he's so smart and so awesome that he's going to lecture everyone in a room without knowing shit about him on shit for an hour. You can't do that at 22. No one's going to fucking listen to that shit, especially when you start getting into real-world shit like divorce and politics and fucking the IRA, real bankruptcy. Nobody wants to hear no child talk about that shit. Right. And I already... And, like, I came in, I was very calm, I was very humble. And because of that, a lot of the old-school guys could tell I was serious, and the pros were pulling me aside, and they were just like, well, they wouldn't even bother with no 21-year-old. Because a 22-year-old kid... Is trying to fuck the waitresses and do. I was trying to get funny, man. I did not. I got in at thirty five. I'm like, I got to make up at least a decade. I got to figure out a way to fast track this shit. What's that? Um, I, I apologize for this, but no, there's, there's a there's a show on HBO. Uh, crashing, crashing. There yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cancel. Yeah. Just got canceled. Yeah. Did you get? Pete did Holmes. you watch that? Pete Holmes. I, I did. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, man. I I watched it and I was like, eh, it's, it's all right, you know, like. This series is okay. I was like, guys, yeah, he's funny. Like, but see, I, like, that's, and again, to go back, you know who I don't think to me, again, man, there's a difference between, that's like, sure. I, so I've produced shows forever, and people ask me, is so-and-so funny? I'm like, that's the wrong question. The question is, are they talented? Sure. Because everyone's going to have a different opinion. Like, I don't, George Carlin doesn't do it for me. There's no way I don't appreciate the linguistic brilliance of that man. But when right. I watch it, I'm just like, this ain't my style. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know that anyone has consistently made me laugh harder in my life than Bernie Mac. Bernie fucking Mac's Bernie great. Mac. That's a good... Right. Patrice That's O'Neill. A, Patrice yeah. fucking O'Neill. I mean, I'm talking about people where I can't breathe when I'm listening because of the punch, punch, joke, punch, joke, punch, joke, right. punch. Just fuck. I like all the, I like all the different styles. Like uh, As a kid, I remember Stephen Wright. Yeah. Like those dry one-liners. Dude, I remember one of his Stephen bits was on The Tonight Show yeah. where he said, and he opened with it. He walked out and he goes, what happens if you're driving at the speed of light and you turn your lights on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember I saw that joke when I was like eight and I still remember it, man. Same. Like, uh, my right? mind for him was, uh, imagine if you took all the sponges out of the ocean, how much more water there'd be. <laughs> 
It's amazing. <laughs> one liner after one liner after one liner. The other guy, man, like I will say this, like Larry David. Oh, dude. Yes. Larry underrated, fucking David. Under fucking rated and ask, <laughs> uh, ask, ask the people that they call the comics comics. Like David Tell, and I don't know this personally, just this normal podcast, and people who know say that dude is the most underrated cat yes. to ever be in the game. <laughs> Seriously. Look, he, I, in my opinion, he's a genius. He's a, fuck, he's a fucking genius. He's, he's, his money he's shows genius. he's a fucking genius. I mean, he created yeah. Seinfeld. Oh, Larry David. I was thinking of, uh, God damn it. What's the, anyway, it doesn't. I, I love Kirby Enthusiasm. Kirby Enthusiasm, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like yeah. Seinfeld, I'm one of the only people I know, man. I don't get it at all. The TV never, show or the comedian? Mm, well, either one. Both, to be honest. So I like but, the TV show, his comedy. I don't like clean shit. Like, I'm not. Hey, what's the thing about the airlines? Yeah. Like, you gotta get I, milk. You I, got I can't no watch milk. Stand up. I can't either, dude. Show. I thought the show was great. I love the writing and the way that it was connected. And it was put Same, together. yeah. It, the sequencing and the writing was fucking incredible. It was great. Me. Never the way even they tied things together in the narrative. See, that's what's so fascinating is two people who you can tell the number of things we just met, the number of things we have in common. But when it comes to funny, I watch Seinfeld and it never has even made the corners of my mouth turn, man. That's I'm crazy. just like, I don't that's get crazy my, to me. My favorite, Family Guy, same shit. I'm what, just so, like, so, what's your favorite comedic TV show then? Because that'll set the pace for uh, what you really I mean, did. Cheers still holds up. I can still go back and watch Cheers. Uh, 30 Rock. Parks and 30, 30 Rocks. 30 Rocks great. 30 the, the Rocks is the most insane. Bar none, make, amazing, uh, yeah. The best writing I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Parks and Rec is great. Office Parks and Rec is, great. is fucking great. Yeah. The Office took me a while to get into because it's so awkward. Yeah. Even though you know it's like, but the brilliance of writing something that makes someone literally squirm as they're watching it and so, it's not horror. So the weird part of that for me was I started on the British Office because I was overseas. Same here. Oh, see, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching the British office, so when the American version came out, I was like, this is fucking stupid. Uh, dude, and then I, I was like, it took me about a season to get into it. Same, because dude. I was like, I quit. Same. I, saw, I, I, I did. I quit I, for a year. I, I did, too. I had to go and back because of a girlfriend. Everybody kept telling me, because yes. I had watched the British one first. Yes. And they were like, dude, you watched The Office? And I was like, yes. fucking sucks, dude. Yeah. Yes. And then finally, like, season two, everybody kept hitting me up. I was like, fucking yep. fine. My I'll girlfriend watch it. got me into it. Same. And I was like, all right. I started watching. I was like, oh, the shit. British there are people that watch it fucking religiously. Dude. Like, like nine times Yeah, like times Star Wars. It's, 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 I, I went, will. If it's on, I'll I went on. back and watched the British office recently in the last year. Right, I just kept playing in the background. I'm like, holy fuck. This is incredible. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking incredible. And I know now why. It took me a year for the American version to warm up because it was like, this is so over the top and so fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. that the American version felt like this is fucking watered down bullshit. Yes. What is this? Yeah. Like I, I, I want to feel really fucking uncomfortable. Like I want to have to pause this, yes. and walk the fuck out of the room <laughs> because like, I am so fucking yes. uncomfortable. Even though you know to expect that because everyone yeah. warned yeah. you, it's still like God. Yeah, yeah. I gotta pause this. This yeah. is absolutely this is dude. fucking crazy. I need to. Like, that's what I want. And I was like, that's fucking American bullshit. Yeah. Did you listen yeah. to, uh, going back to Louie, did you listen to the Parkland bit? Did you listen to what I caused did. the whole thing? I, I thought it was hilarious, man. He had a point. He had a great yeah. point. Listen, it's like, look, dude, and, and this is what kills me. This is what kills me about stand-up comics. This is the brush with, with, we get, with which we get tarred and feathered that other, other artists know. Anytime we take on an idea or discuss something, suddenly we own it. It defines us. We're attached to it. But like when a when a when an actor decides to portray a rapist, 
or a murderer or whatever degenerate. Nobody goes, why did you make that choice? Like, why do you get a pass? He was clearly open micing some new shit, man. Yeah, but dude. I can tell you right now, man, and I'm pretty liberal, and I some of my views would probably shock you. I don't give a fuck. I do not want a child lecturing me on anything ever. I don't give a fuck. I don't care what you've been through. You're a fucking infant. I'm a 70s, 80s kid. You didn't talk back in the day. Shut the fuck up. I'm sorry about the horror you went through, but motherfucker, every single day they were telling us to get under our desks because a nuclear holocaust was coming. Like, don't right. tell, you know, life's fucking hard. Nut up. So that's all he was saying was it was this great bit. And some asshole leaked it. Yeah. And that one clip. That one clip. That selective clip. At, look, his rebuttal was really funny because some <laughs> yes. people were ooing and on, and he goes, Fuck you. What are you gonna take away my birthday? My life is over. <laughs> right. I don't give yeah. a shit. And you're like, but oh. you, you know what I'm you know what I'm I'm chalking this up to? Like why there's a difference between actors and comedians is because people have a lack, like just a general lack of imagination. Oh and because of the digital age, understatement because of the digital age, Jesus. they've been force-fed imagery, right? Yeah. So, for instance, if you go to a play, people are bored as fuck. Like, it's a fucking play because they don't have any imagination. Like, I need, I need right. graphics. I need fucking, like, I need this Sound person effects, to fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Powers, Laser. Spoon feed me. Yeah. I am sheep. I'm a fucking lemming. <laughs> like, just feed me. So if there's a person that's talking... The people that are offended are the fucking biggest morons in the fucking crowd, yeah. and they have no imagination or ability to think about what they're saying. So you're, we're concerned about the dumbest fucking people in the yep. crowd. Yep. Like, fuck you. You can yeah. go off on a fucking stupid island. We'll build a big fucking fence that says, welcome to stupid island, you dumb motherfucker. You have no imagination. This is where you live now. You can have wooden toys and we'll teach you a Totally. <laughs> and you know, man, the, the, the very same people who hijacked these conversations really don't represent. Because if you follow what happened was Louis started doing, you know, and I, I'm clearly not justifying what he did. But, I mean, how much longer does the guy have to stay up on the cross, man? Like, do you want to leave him up there and bang the Dude. nails in? He lost $30 million, his movie, every show he's ever done. And he shut the fuck up. He apologized. And then he started doing drop-ins. Now, a drop-in means that a comic didn't clear with the club first. He just dropped in, politely asked every, all the rest of the, his peers, hey, man, do you want to do a set? And everyone was like, yep. The female comics, the owner who's a female, female who owns the cellar, all those people. Also, keep in mind that half the fucking crowd was female. When he walked out, he got a standing O. America is ready for fucking Louie to come back. Even if you don't like his jokes... It's like, dude, how long are you going to muzzle a stand-up when, like, them and rappers are the last people we got who are allowed to speak their minds, yeah. man? And even that's closing in. Yeah. They're even closing the spigot in on comics, man. No, and that, and that's, that's the travesty right there, which is the guy apologized. Like, as, as far as I know, like, from the backstory, it's like he would typically ask people, hey, do you care if I fucking whack off right now? Like, yeah. That's cool. Is it cool? Like, hey, I'm just going to beat off in front of you. Is that all right? <laughs> I... I I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say it on the it's show. It's hypocritical. But I'm like, hey, man. Like, Sarah Silverman is like, yeah, Lou like to fucking beat off around me. It's not a big deal. Like, whatever, dude. <laughs> that's like, what he did. It was weird. But that's what he she does. watched him. She was like, yeah. <laughs> totally. I watched but, him a few times. Like, he didn't hurt anybody. And I get it. Like, he was fucking he whacking off. Every he time. He asked. Like, right? He yeah. asked every time, as far as I know. Is there a different story out there? No. 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 He did. There is not. Okay. 
So what the fuck is the problem? Dude? No, there is, oh, is there a problem. Oh, but then, like, if you saw that Chappelle had a bit about that in his last special, where Matt Damon came out, pro super, which by the way, fuck Matt Damon. Hey man, but listen, but listen, this is now Matt the difference. Matt Damon now, wait a has minute. been now, wait a sucking Harvey Weinstein's I dick. I get it. I get it. Just let me finish. There is now a difference between liberals and the left. All right, I have a lot of liberal views. But that does not mean I'm a leftist. There is now an offshoot, just like these fucking white supremacist idiots offshoot from the right. There are idiots from the left who have shot off who just think that the First Amendment is not really that big a deal. Yeah. And it's fucking terrifying, dude. The people that are getting on board with this shit. Louis did what he did, man. But, you know, the, the, like, I'll give you an example. This, and I'll, 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 I'll say this specifically. When I was getting, getting ready to do an Operation Comedy show, he did the last show I ever did at the store before that all happened to him. So I was thinking about bringing him back on. And I, inter- in- well, I don't want to use the word interview, but I just sort of informally asked all the female vets I know, because I've done shows right. for years out here, and they're all military. And every single fucking one of them was like, dude, let th- yes, he can tell jokes. No, I'm not going to fucking listen to a sexual assault seminar from him. But will I pay money to go watch him tell jokes when he's a comic and he's funny? Fuck, dude, yes. Enough. Yeah. Can we just not? Like, hey, man. Hey man, he said he's sorry. Yeah, I, I get it too. Where it's like, dude, come on, man, it's Louis C.K. He's right. fucking incredible. He'll be selling incredible. out. He'll be selling out incredible. arenas in in two years. I, it, to me, it's a no brainer. Oh, I'll be back. What I was saying about about Matt Damon. Matt Damon came out and tried to say something nice about the Me Too movement, but also in the same breath had the audacity to say, but maybe we should have some nuance and not compare Harvey Weinstein, who's a predator and rapist and who should rot in prison, to what Louis C.K. did. Oh, and the fucking piranhas all just tore this dude apart. And you saw, when this is what happens with these groups, is what could have been a valuable fucking ally. A guy with money, with a voice, and the minute those people turned on him, he just went like a turtle back in, like, you're on your own, fuck you. The, th- the thing I don't understand in this entire fucking thing, which is like, we got like four billion, give or take, years of evolution, right? Where procreation is a necessity of the existence of life. Like, that's what it is. It's like, like us throwing a fucking rope into a female is what actually keeps this whole fucking shit show moving around. Totally. Right? Yes. Like, rope yeah. is a euphemism for semen. Right. Yeah, that's Correct. the balance yeah. of the whole human comedy, so, dude. Holy fuck. So you like it is a necessity even more so to our existence when I say it's the same as fucking eating a goddamn sandwich. Yep. So everybody's gonna get offended. You fucking take your dick out and it's like that dick is the same fucking existence why we fucking actually have this whole thing going around yeah. as a fucking sandwich being put in your mouth or the same thing as fucking me taking a shit. But you're going to get offended by this whole fucking thing? Like, <laughs> how can you do that? Well, and if you, I don't understand why the if, fuck you... And is this a Bible? Totally. Has, like, Jesus decided to come down off the fucking mountain and say, I like the hole that comes out of your fucking head that you put foot in and no- or food and noises come out. But the one that puts the shit out of your backside, that one's offensive. I don't like one of those holes. I don't (laughs) like one of those. One of those is offensive to me. And you can judge him however you want based on what he did or did not do, but... I'm talking about him as a comic, man. He's, he's not fucking, a fucking anesthesiologist. He's not a fucking lawyer. He's, he's a fucking comedian. And he's, a, and he's made his millions saying some of the craziest shit crazy. that anyone has ever fucking said. So when they were like, can you believe he did a Parkland bit? First of all, yeah. I was like, thank God somebody did. Because yeah. if corporate America paraded one more of these little fucking prepubescent puppets on to lecture me about some shit, uh-huh. 
I'm gonna go shoot up a school. My God, like I just, I don't, <laughs> like I don't. You're 14, dude. There's nothing, yeah. you know. Fuck, dude. I can't drink with the male one, and I can't fuck the female one. I got nothing to do yeah. with you guys, man. Your children. Leave me alone. Leave <laughs> <Sure>. me alone. <laughs> you know, yeah. holler me in four years. We might be able to, you know, hang out or something. But yeah, yeah, I'm just weird with you guys. I gotta go. Oh fuck, John. This has been a fucking blast, man. This is the point in the show where we get oh. to the drinking bro of the week. Oh shit, it's time. Yes, Indeed. dude. It really? Is time. Yeah. yeah. We. I mean, this. One twenty. Fucking. Out. Yeah, an hour and twenty minutes. Are you man. serious? Yeah, crazy, Damn. right? Damn. God, this is like, a lot of fun, dude. Shit. This normally doesn't was go it this way. Was the whole thing that I just threw out? Was that what's ending this whole thing? Not no, at all. That no, was awesome. that's what oh, I was, was like. Awesome. I, I thought I, on a high note. I, 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 we I, end on a I, high I, note. I talked too much. That was the real one. Apologize. <laughs> Fuck, did I No, mo- we ended on a high note. I got sushi. Oh, okay, cool. Had a this is what a podcast we went, we went is. like 20 minutes longer, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were great. You were great. Yeah. We got to do one. This, we, like, we should, yeah, we got to do this again. Dude. This is the point in the show we get to the drinking bro more, of the week. I got to. So, this is somebody that inspired you, somebody that helps you on the come up, or somebody you want to give a shout out to that was instrumental in your life and or career. So, who would you like to give the drinking bro of the week? You to? know, I will, man. Um, I So, two weekends ago, I did an Operation Comedy show with Ron White, who I had never met. Who's a Navy vet, and I obviously liked his comedy, but he is one of the fucking most amazingly cool. Like, I will honestly say this of everyone I've met out here, he is who I want to be in 20 fucking years. He is just cool as fuck, and he has a tequila that it's actually his. Yeah. It's high end, it's called Number One, and I want to give it that specifically a shout out. I haven't drank tequila since fucking, you know, Panama City 91. So he told me, he's like, I got a high end tequila. I'm like, that's not really a thing. you know tell that to Clooney and I drank it and it was spectacular so number one tequila Ron White tater salad man Um, that's my guy that's my drinking bro of the week I love him fuck yeah that's awesome Ron White drinking bro of the week that's a a first it's a first boss where can everybody find you man on Um, social media John Stites J-O-N Stites 1 on Instagram or just Google uh, Operation Comedy those are the shows I produce it's sort of like an R-rated drunk USO Bill Burr, Joe Rogan, Jim Jeffries, um, a lot of people that live in L.A. We do shows together. So check out Operation Comedy if you get a chance, and uh, you can find it from there. Hell yeah, man. Hell of a show, John. Dude, thank you guys so much, man. This was a fucking blast. I'm I'm bummed it's over. I drank all your beer. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude, like I'm late. Uh, For Jared Taylor, Evan Haver, Matt Vest, I'm Ross Patterson. Night, everyone.